This episode of Ear Buddies is brought to you by Carhartt. Presenting the Super Ducks line, where work meets outdoor adventure. It's Carhartt. I'm the baby. And I don't even want to say <laughs> who I am. And this is Ear Buddies. That's right, buddy. I'm a walking uh, PR disaster. Here I am. Who knows what I'm going to say next? <laughs> There's just no way of knowing. <laughs> Hello, pal. How are you? Hey, uh, I'm good, buddy. I'm good. Uh, excited to be here with you once again. Mm. Um, obviously, you know, just so we should get out ahead of this quickly. We did yep. end up losing um, that sponsorship we had mm-hmm. uh, that we were so excited about last week with uh, Glauser Images. Yeah. Um, Let's just say... Um had some interesting phone calls with their lawyer. Um, read a lot of news articles after our uh, episode dropped that uh, were shocking, mm-hmm. frankly. And yep, it sounds like that money. Well, it's just not coming our way anymore. <laughs> yeah, got our hopes up, um, and they were dashed. Like apparently, so so many others, but. Uh, <laughs> You know what? We're we're moving past it. We got Carhartt. We're excited uh, we're better about for that. It. Yep. Yep. So yep. let's uh, let's get moving here, Tim. Let's let's keep going. All right. Let's have one of our classic downer apps, pal. We do this every <laughs> every five episodes or so. We decide to just really get gloomy. Well, Tim. It can't all be. It can't all be sunshine and rainbows. The world is sort of a miserable place, and we have to reflect <laughs> that honestly here at Ear Buddies. All right, let's talk about R. Kelly. <laughs> okay, so. That's right. It's uh, everybody's favorite disgraced pop and hip hop superstar, R. Kelly. Uh, Matt, today we're talking about what happens after an artist uh, falls all the way from grace, or even is in the middle of a fall from grace. You know, mid-fall. What do we do with their art? And not just you and me. What do what do we the culture mm. the world what do we do with their art yeah this is going to be a downer i can tell already and the, i should we should clarify that what you're hearing right now is not r kelly we're uh <laughs> in lieu in lieu of playing um of, of giving you know streaming royalties to a guy like r we thought perhaps it would just be simpler and perhaps cathartic and therapeutic to just listen to uh, 
some generic yoga music. That's that's nice. Yeah, that's a great choice. I think this will help us through. Yeah, good uh, good production work there, Tim. Um, but yeah, look, I mean, there's there's a lot to talk about, and I think that I mean it's got to be upwards of thousands of other talking heads have probably mm. gotten on some some hot mics and tried to tried to discuss this as well but uh, <sighs> yeah. I know that we're gonna do it best <laughs> so uh, I guess you better have... than the New York Times podcast yeah that's that's the ear buddies guarantee but yeah Tim let's <laughs> let's talk about what you just described uh, what are we supposed to do here as consumers when uh, well and as fans of music and mm-hmm. you know probably the, the artists themselves when an artist uh, just absolutely just screws up so bad <laughs> just, <laughs> just or you know maybe maybe has been screwing up for a very long time and is maybe just a bad person yep nope. Um, yeah, we finally figure it out, right? <laughs> right, and the other shoe drops. Uh, because, mm-hmm. of course, we're not really just talking about R. Kelly, but he's a he's a great, of course, uh, he's a great example, uh, obviously. Well, yeah, he's just the latest example. Uh, you know, we've got fellas like Chris Brown out there. We got tough ones, real tough ones, like Michael Jackson out there. There's a real push, especially uh, in the wake of R. Kelly's conviction last month, to deplatform him. Uh, because you can still go to Spotify and Apple Music and wherever and find all of his albums, uh, even though he was, you know, found guilty of uh, sex trafficking on all counts uh, in his trial. Uh, you know, so. This is a guy who's going to spend a long time in prison who recorded a lot of music and was culturally important for a long time. Mm-hmm. Should any old consumer be able to pick out his tracks on a streaming service, play them, and then give him one one hundredth of a penny as a result? Tim, you're, you're asking these tough, tough questions. <laughs> But it's a conversation we gotta have because that's what the episode is about. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we're too far in now to turn back. Uh, yeah, no kidding. Well, it's a it's a question, of course, of separating the art from the artist, um, which mm-hmm. is a phrase that uh, is so commonplace now that it feels a little bit uh, just threadbare to even say that. You know what I mean? Because people are talking about this all the time. Right. I mean, there's no... Tim, I guess... Let me, let me, let me throw a ball at you here. Do you... How possible do you think it is um, as a culture to... Mm-hmm successfully separate the art from the artist yeah good question I think it is harder every day 
I would agree. Let's look at Michael Jackson for a second. Well, let's look at Michael Jackson, Chris Brown, and then R. Kelly. Uh, All three, I think it's safe to say, have some, uh, you know, trouble in their past. Yeah. Michael Jackson, of course, recorded music earliest of all of them. Uh, then Chris Brown and well, and R. Kelly, I guess we're kind of around the same time, really. Uh, but the legal trouble for Chris Brown came much earlier than it did for R. Kelly. To me, it's interesting that this question of deplatforming really doesn't come up with a guy like Michael Jackson, who, despite having a very high-profile, uh, you know, situation with children in his past um, and a documentary that made it much more explicit and uh, brought it to the front of people's minds just a few years ago this question of deplatforming his name is not brought up that often I have a couple of ideas on why that is Mm, Uh, Chris Brown you hear more partly because he you know seems to re-offend like every 18 months uh and you know get a new battery charge or whatever but there's more heat underneath him and yet his name doesn't come up that often either in this discussion which is weirder to me mm yes r kelly is where it feels like the tide might turn because you have um for instance i'm uh reading from a news article here, George Howard, who's a professor of music business at Berkeley College of Music, he thinks it's a no-brainer that you should deplatform someone like R. Kelly. And he thinks that R. Kelly is in a different... Um, it's a different class, basically, because he has been convicted, because it's cut and dry. Now we know that he sexually abused kids. Why should we even have the option to give him money at this stage? I think the discussion gets louder as celebrities become more uh, available and, uh, you know, present sort of through social media and all this. I think that comes with time. The more stuff like this happens, the louder this question is going to get until I think we have some sort of resolution. That uh, sounds... Right to me, Tim. Um, I think, and those are those are three very good examples as well. Um, my thing is, I'm not like I can only sort of theorize about exactly why um, R. Kelly. You know, the the there was. I mean, it seems like people are are actually working on deplatforming R. Kelly. You know, yeah. like. Uh, mute R. Kelly, that hashtag was going around and, and for all I know might still be. Um, and a lot of clubs uh, refused to play his tracks. Um, mm-hmm. And I know it, that Spotify back in like 2017 or something pulled his music from their editorial playlists, left him on the streaming service, of course, but said, well, we're not going to put him in the... Uh, songs for your wedding reception playlist anymore exactly see and and it's like there's a uh sort of i guess sort of surprisingly to me unified uh push to to uh 
successfully and permanently cancel, I guess, R. Kelly, right? And mm-hmm. and you uh, with Michael Jackson and Chris Brown, those are two other very good examples because with Michael Jackson, like, how can you possibly? Because he, and I don't even mean like truly take or leave his music, but his footprint yeah. is so massive uh, that it seems literally impossible just logistically to actually do that successfully. But then you also have Chris Brown, uh, who like, you know, is, is seems like a really just a bad guy. Right. And, and it yep. also feels like we've known that for a while. And oh, yet, yeah, right. And yet he's still getting features. He's still releasing music. And there are people who are listening to him and who are huge fans. And it doesn't seem like people um, are really that concerned. So uh, wasn't it Lizzo who got in a little bit of trouble for seeing him at a concert and saying like, you know, you're like my favorite performer ever and like taking a picture with him. <laughs> ah, I think that was. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, it's like that. That's uh, why. Why are we not doing that? Uh, the R. Kelly treatment to someone like Chris Brown. I mean, is it now? I I do really want your opinion here on on this, Tim. Like, do yeah. you think it's because R. Kelly uh, has been convicted? Do you think it's because R. Kelly's uh, crimes were? Uh, more numerous and, you know, arguably, well, I don't want to get into that, but, you know, just horrific. Sure, but, yeah, right. Um, I don't know if that's the function here, and this is, when I said I had a couple theories on the Michael Jackson issue, you're right, his influence spans decades. He's also dead, and so it's not like he himself is, you know, reaping some sort of profits. Right, right. That's another, you know, wrinkle to this. But I think the more important your music is, the more difficult it is to deplatform it. You said take or leave his music. I don't know if that... I think that actually sort of the quality and the cultural reception of the art is a really important factor in this whole discussion. The longevity of one's career, the influence on other artists, the quality of the songs, and not just songs, I mean, let's take, you know, whatever, your films, your TV shows, your books, whatever. The quality of the art you create, I think, um, weighs into sort of the cultural debate on, do we really want to get rid of Billie Jean? (sighs) So you're saying that... (laughs) <laughs> in some sense, it really is about the tunes. <laughs> but no, I, I mean, I I, I mean, have to I, agree. I, I kind of do think it's about the tunes. So let's talk about a guy like DaBaby. Ah, yes, let's. It was this summer, right, that he uh, hopped up on stage and said some awful things about the LGBT community and... HIV and AIDS and was quickly uh, and pretty aggressively canceled. I hate that word. Canceled. Yeah. 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 
Um, but what he they a bunch of uh, venues and uh, events canceled his his spot in the lineup. He, uh, you know, was disavowed by Dua Lipa, who you know he's on Levitating, her huge single, and he has a feature there. And you know she's like, oh, I, you know, hate this. Uh, you know, there was a very swift, quick outcry. Uh, and willingness to sort of throw the baby out with the bathwater when it came to the baby, and I think it's pretty much just because he's a relatively new artist who doesn't have a lot of like hits, who doesn't have a a huge cultural footprint, and so it's like, oh well, this is this is a pretty easy one to sweep away and clean up the mess, and you know, clear clear the way for someone else. Right, like, that's, you can't do that with Michael Jackson. Right, that's I think that's very because truly you can throw the baby out with the bathwater here. Oh, and I can't believe I missed that. Sorry, I, I'm shocked you didn't. I was planning on making that joke <laughs> this whole episode. Um, it's okay though, but no, truly you can, you can, and it seems sort of fine because he is not. I mean. No disrespect. Well, a little disrespect to the baby fans, <laughs> but like, there are a lot of people like this guy. You know, uh, he's yeah. not. He's not really singular. He's not uh, some great, uh, you know, legacy era defining artist, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, if he, you know, if he's not playing the festivals. Somebody else will, and it'll be it'll yeah. be basically the same. And I know I understand that you know that's uh, that's broad strokes, and of course, mm-hmm. as always, a little bit wrong. But like, it's basically correct. I think it's basically correct. It's sort of the um, the idea of like plot armor, you know, it's sort of the idea that's like, well, they're not going to kill the main character. He's the main character, uh, <laughs> you know. We. We need them on the show for it to be the show. You can't... I I think that once you have enough influence and cultural clout, uh, it becomes, you know, proportionally difficult to erase it, to deplatform it. And is is it because... Is it because the art is great? Is it because... Just a lot of people like the art. I, I don't know. Um, like yeah, R. Kelly. R. Kelly sort of throws a wrench in this idea because he had some big ones. Well, yeah, that's 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 what's so. I mean, he to me is the most interesting case study because he. I mean, I don't know if Tim, you or I, maybe or or our particular generation fully grasps how big R. Kelly was like mm-hmm. he was the king of R&B he was massive you know and and I wasn't really I guess old enough or paying attention enough or whatever but like to have uh this sort of uh I mean to have thing the tide turn like this like I guess my the only other person I can think of uh would be like Bill Cosby you know yeah, Kevin Spacey As, yeah, there you go. Right. As far as far as like massive cultural beloved f- figures who uh then, you know, fortune is totally reversed on them. 
do you think it's easier for some reason to deplatform and to sort of uh, wash away art that isn't music? Ooh. I've been thinking about this a little bit because Kevin Spacey kind of looms large in my mind as we discuss this. We were all pretty quick and willing to be like, well, no more movies for him. And I doubt we're really going to show many of his films on USA anymore either. Like Bill Cosby. I, I assume that TV land isn't airing any Cosby show reruns anymore. Um, I don't know. What, why do you think? I, is? I don't, I don't know. I mean, that's a very, it's interesting because I guess. Here, wait, the, sorry. Let me redeem myself. We were willing to throw the baby driver out with the bathwater. Okay. I, mine was better, but I still, um, <laughs> I still think that was pretty good. Okay. <laughs> but no, I think that that's, that's true. Like it is easier. Uh, yeah. Wow. I haven't thought about that, but it's, it's easier to just, uh, cut, I guess, of TV series or of film or a series of films or whatever, uh, out of your life or your programming lineup or whatever, then it is to do that with uh, like a song. Is it just because songs are, you know, often background noise, you know, and they're just sort of, yeah, like... Yeah, you ex you expect to hear some of these songs at weddings. You expect to, I personally uh, plan on having "Run It" played at my funeral. So you know, these are things that uh, are are they are they just more entrenched? Is it harder to uh, to to pull it off? I don't understand. I don't quite know. I'm just spitballing here. I'm not sure either. Uh, I guess you know the closest thing I could come up with would just be to say like it is so um, it's more ingrained in just I guess day to day life than like a movie you know Mm -hmm. but 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 that's up but that's up to radio programmers and it's up to streaming services I, I, I don't know you know these are still decisions that are being made by big uh, gazillion dollar companies, whether it's Netflix or Spotify. Um, I keep coming back to just this idea that it's there is a threshold you can clear where you become too big for your art to be deplatformed, regardless of what you do. Maybe R. Kelly is going to challenge that notion, uh, but he's still there. I don't know. I, you can still go stream him. And I have a feeling that in a not insignificant number of wedding playlists this summer, probably, you know, the remix to Ignition played. So I don't know. Yeah. Well, and like that, again, with the the R. Kelly thing is, I mean, he has the example is the most interesting one because people really, it seems that they're trying, like I said, you know, to, to actually, uh, end his cultural imprint um Mm -hmm. but you know you also think about all of these artists who 
you know, people try to cancel or would prefer be canceled. And the minute any of them get canceled, you know what happens to their their streaming numbers? They go right up. You know, uh, because yeah. there's there's the reaction to the reaction and you know, uh-huh. Mor- Morgan Wallen, I think Walmart sold out of Morgan Wallen <laughs> albums uh, after he was caught on camera being a racist and because the, you know, fans want to support that, but right. uh, or they want to, you know, they want to support him or they want to be so they want to uh, fight they want to fight cancel culture, you know. Right. Right. I mean exactly, but like and and that that seems to me how it's been with like almost every artist except except it doesn't feel like that's how things are at least not in any huge way with R Kelly you know i, I think they're like you've got to understand like this guy is a convicted <laughs> sex offender and he's in prison so i mean i don't i don't know if people can sw- can really swing that one as cancel culture perhaps once you put the three words child sex trafficking together uh it becomes impossible yeah, for anybody to really <laughs> right you got like truly yeah i mean perhaps you can perhaps you can throw your weight behind i don't know uh well i guess morgan wallen or Sure. Chris Brown or Nicki Minaj, even though her husband is, you know, also a sex offender. A sex offender right. But like, right? But maybe the to, maybe to to fail if you're that big, maybe you have to just do something really egregious, and then people mm. will finally understand that uh, they don't necessarily need your art in their lives. I'm telling you, man, it's just cancel culture run amok. It's, uh, I mean, this is the next, this is the new Gestapo as far as I'm concerned, (laughs) but that he's in prison. (laughs) (laughs) I don't want to, I don't want to debate this with you, bud. (laughs) I do think that the decision to just play soulful meditation music, for this episode one of the best calls we've ever made yeah i i'm sort of tempted to just unilaterally say for every other episode after this <laughs> let's just do that i mean because it's really soothing it's i love it you are on a beach The waters are calm, still like glass. Over the horizon line you see the glow of the sun, shimmering, rising, downward dog. You feel your muscles relax. The stress of the day, well, I guess the night because it's morning, the stress of the night uh, 
washes away like sea foam and relax. Child's pose. Cancel culture will never come for you because you are pure of heart, pure of mind. You're not a racist. You didn't hurt any kids. Greet the sun. It's a new day and you greet it with open arms. Ear buddies will continue in a moment. This episode of Ear Buddies is brought to you by Carhartt. You get your hands dirty. You're in the fields. You're driving a truck. You're a working man. And that means you need clothing that works. Matt. Hey, Tim. (laughs) Hey, buddy. Hey. Carhartt is our sponsor today. That's right, Tim. Carhartt, makers of fine outdoor wear uh, since... <laughs> mm, I'm going to guess. 18, eight, <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Sorry, I gave away a little bit of it. Uh, 1884. Oh, 1889. Ooh, all right. In the ballpark, Carhartt. Founded in... Founded in Dearborn, Michigan, uh, by by Hamilton Carhartt. That's true. Really, uh, Hamilton knew that the manual laborers out there, the working folk, they couldn't just wear any old threads. So they got to work and they sewed and they hemmed and they worked. And they produced the finest hard-working clothes. Outerwear. Performance outerwear. For you. For work in America. Sea to shining sea. Carhartt. For real Americans. That's, I mean, that's Thank you. what Carhartt is for. Right? I mean, I. you look out there from sea to shining sea, 
the amber waves of grain, the fruited plains, the purple <laughs> mountains, the whole thing, all of it. And you see the working folk, and yeah. nine times out of ten, they're wearing a Carhartt jacket. And uh, they are proud of it, as they should be, because they know that while the fat cats are up in their ivory towers on uh, Washington Boulevard and and Madison Square Garden, they know... Wearing their Patagonia (laughs) sissy outerwear. Yeah, that's not... No, (laughs) that's for hippies in Seattle. No, we're talking about real Americans wearing real clothes to do real work and move this country forward. What colors do we like, Matt? Khaki. 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 Brown. A light tan. Navy blue. Khaki. A different, a slightly lighter khaki. Mustard yellow. (laughs) dark like an olive green like <laughs> earth tones baby earth tones earth neutrals <laughs> that's right <laughs> that's right if you want to pop a color well you know you can just go to uh madison avenue or yeah. rodeo drive and miami go to, yeah miami or or uh minneapolis you know like that's <laughs> That's not for us, though. Absolutely not. We're talking this about is Carhartt. Work clothes that works for the working folks. It's wind resistant. It's snag proof. It's heavy duty. Mm-hmm. It'll keep you warm. That's It'll right. Keep your bones warm <laughs> in the yes. brutal tundra. <laughs> if you're working. If you're mining, if you're farming, or perhaps on the one day off that you get every month, maybe you're hunting. Mm, That's right. They work great for hunting, too, and fishing, (laughs) and uh, (laughs) off-roading, and, you know, things of that nature. You don't need you don't need anything flashy to do those sorts of things. That is real work, and real American men and I'll say it, women. Wow. Uh, well, it's twenty twenty one. Progress, baby. <laughs> Carhartt <laughs> now for women. Also, <laughs> uh, we we must mention that Carhartt has a brand new line. It's the Super Ducks line of, of outerwear. Uh, and this, Matt, this is the pinnacle. From 1889 all the way to today, we have been striving to reach something like this. The Super Ducks line. It's for those who work hard and play hard. It has a relaxed fit. It's lighter weight. And yet, increased warmth. What? Insulated, quilt lined, water resistant. Wow. Super Ducks line. Wow. Uh, Yeah. 
That's incredible. The, the technology that Carhartt is putting into their outerwear is just, it's, it's mind-blowing. I mean, that's American-made, I guess, I assume. Mm. Uh, <laughs> it must be. <laughs> it and, has to be, right? <laughs> <laughs> it has to be American-made. Uh, and... I will not Google it. I just no, assume. No, it's American-made. They've come so far from those uh, sort of repurposed circus tent flaps that they were used to make these jackets out of in 1889. They're making... Mm. They're somehow lighter weight and warmer? I mean, that's crazy, but it's true. It's true. It's Carhartt. It's a funny name. For a serious man or woman. <laughs> or those with the heart of a car. Car heart. <laughs> Welcome back to Ear Buddies. Hey, buddy. Hey, buddy. New seg, new seg alert. Who? This this is something that we need to do. Uh, it's a new seg born out of necessity because when we have these downer apps, I mean, what are we supposed to? We got to do something to to leave our 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 friends, our fans, our ear buddies army in a in a good place. Mm, yeah, I can't tell you the amount of hate mail we got <laughs> after uh, you sort of broke everyone's heart with your uh, oh. Glenn Campbell track about how he had Alzheimer's and then died. Yeah, that was a, hu- was a huge mistake. <laughs> yeah. Totally. <laughs> but, no, I, I think this is important, Tim. Uh, a palate cleanser. That's for the name of the sag, buddy. Yep. Amazing. Amazing. I love it. We'll, we got to leave people... Uh, happy, at least, mm. or at least, at least not, not down in the dumps. You know, balance them out a bit. Yeah, we just don't. Right, we don't want them thinking about child sex trafficking, or Alzheimer's, or Chris Brown. Exactly. So, what? Why don't we talk instead about the hot new film, buddy, Dune. Oh, all right. Yeah, I'd love to chat a little bit about Dune. Buddy, I went and saw Dune last night. Starring Timothée Chalamet, uh, (laughs) Zendaya. Apparently, I heard she's not really in it that much. Is that true? That's true. I think she has like a total of six minutes of screen time. They're sure uh, making her do the press circuits, though, aren't they? Is anyone living better than Zendaya right now? She... She was on set for probably all of 45 minutes and, you know, got third billing or whatever. And (laughs) she's killing it. That's the way to do Uh, it. Did you... Well, Tim, I might as well ask. Did you enjoy uh, the film? Matt, my wife Courtney and I uh, loved it. Oh. um, What did you like about it? Well, man, I'm a big Denis Villeneuve uh, fan. I think that's how you say it, if you're French. Yeah, that's fine. He 
he did like my favorite sci-fi movie ever, which was Arrival. Did you see Arrival? Oh, I did actually see Arrival. Hot dog, I loved that movie. Yeah. Uh, and uh, that was Denis, and he killed it here, too. It's long. It's kind of slow. Uh, <laughs> the the set pieces are big. This, I mean, I w- have you read Dune, bro? I mean, it's one of those, you know classic sci-fi so i i haven't read it but i have read everything about it and i know exactly what happens in it (laughs) like i've read all the characters wikipedia pages i'm i'm up to date on dune how about this why don't i give you some terms from the film and the book and you tell me what you think they are yeah all right let's see if i really did read those wikipedia pages arrakis so that is probably some sort of spider um, that lives on in the desert. On planet Dune? On Dune, yeah. Okay. Do you think that's the name of the planet, Dune? Yes. Okay. Bene Jezeri. I'm not going to I'm not going to clarify. So No no yeah, don't tell me if I'm right or wrong. Just no no no. Ben Bene Jezerit. That is, so I'm not exactly sure, but I think if I remember correctly, they are some sort of, like, it's like a a, a race or some ethnicity or, or species of, like, mm-hmm. alien sex criminal of some kind. <laughs> <laughs> and they're, Just- like, they're... They're women. It's a bunch of and space R. Kelly's, yeah. Yeah, well, the, no, the, they're, no, they're women, and they're like nuns, but... Uh, but Okay. And they, yeah, they're just, they like to seduce um, sort of just other, you know, men and women. Other, like, space aliens or humans? Yeah, just whoever, just whoever they see. They just really okay. want to want to get some. Do you believe that there are space aliens in this in this uh, story? I think that there are. Um, okay. But I, I think that they're aliens in the sense that we understand them uh, and they're just like you know they're just different species that sort of live together like Star Wars okay Gom Jabbar uh that is like a like a curry of some kind (laughs) I think yeah, it's a delicacy on Dune. Right. Yeah. Uh, Pass the Gamja Bar. <laughs> Caladan. That is... It's like he's the guy... Like, uh... What was the guy's name in Harry Potter? Victor, uh, the Quidditch player? Victor Crumb. Victor, yeah, Victor Crumb. So Haladan is like there, like Dune's Victor Crumb, like he's the, a really famous athlete. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, you're doing a great job so far. Thank you. Atreides. I th- okay. That's that is the that's Timothy's last name. 
okay, it's good. like a, it's it's like the the one of the houses, one of the families. Mm-hmm. They're the nice people of Dune, as far as I know. Yeah. Okay, that's good. Very good. Quisatz Haderach. Can you spell that for me? Yep. K W I S A T Z space H A D E R A C H. Uh okay. Don't Google it. No, I'm not. Um Is it like a college? where people go to school. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's like yeah, a college. Yeah, I think so. Uh, and finally, Paul. Paul is, well, yeah, you were talking P-A- about... <laughs> P-A-U-L. And we're talking about in Dune, not, not like the Apostle. Correct. All right. Okay. Correct. We're still we're in the, in, in the uh, Dune verse Frank, here. Frank Herbert's Dune universe. <laughs> yeah. Of course, uh, Paul. I'm pretty sure that that's the main guy, Paul Atreides, uh, or however you say that. He's like the a hero, um, uh-huh. and everyone loves him, and that's as I think. That's kind of right. Um, but then again, I think that everything I've said has been kind of right. I was going to say, it's it's evident that you have read everything about Dune. <laughs> yeah, uncanny, I bet. <laughs> well, Matt, you'll just have to go see the film or read the book and uh, see, you know, check your work here. See how you No, do. I'm confident, Tim. <laughs> That was nice. That was a nice little palate cleanser. My palate is cleansed. Pass the well. Gomja bar. <laughs> <laughs> and how. Oh, man, I could go for some Gomja bar right about now. <laughs> Getting about that time. It's like, a, it's like a gumbo sort of, yeah. Yeah, no, exactly, right. It's, I mean, it, it's, yeah, it's a curry... But it's yeah. like a it's a space curry, so there's chili like powder. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Like little like alien like fish or some kind in there. Yeah, some like, eggs. There are little yeah. eggs. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That makes yeah. Okay, so I'm right. Yeah. No. You. Yeah. <sighs> <laughs> uh, I think we should leave it right there. Yep. Palate cleansed. Everyone's feeling good. Nothing more to say. Talk to you later, buddy. Talk to you later, buddy.